0: end of August and after a pretty big heat wave we're starting to get some fall weather here in the Pacific Northwest. Now, I'm from Texas, so weather in the low 70s at the end of August certainly doesn't seem like summer to me. That's like October weather. So, it really does feel like fall to me. And I have been noticing that my energy is shifting along with the seasons, and so I wanted to bring you this episode today to talk a little bit about our patterns in energy and how that plays into the way we structure our day and the way we plan our weeks and the way we schedule our social commitments and activities for our kids. I talk a lot with my clients about creating a rhythm for their children, not a schedule. A rhythm is a flexible yet predictable order to the day. And it often looks like deciding on an order or a flow of the routine activities that you do with your family. It could be first we eat breakfast and then we get dressed and then we do some art. Or, you know, it may even be looser. It may just mean that you know you have downtime in the afternoon, or that you go outside every day before dinner. Creating a rhythm for your family can even look like allowing for a 20-minute buffer time before or after, really after, scheduled activities that disrupt the regular rhythm of your family. And this is the context in which I most often hear rhythms discussed when it comes to parenting. This context of creating enough predictability without too much rigidity. There's another aspect though that I want to explore with you, and it's relevant for all of us humans, not just our kids. And it really has to do with the flow and the cycles of our energy. By energy, I mean how much energy we have and where we feel inclined to direct it. When you start doing the work to create an intentional rhythm for your kids, you start to notice how time of day makes a difference. You notice that there are certain things that appeal to your kids more in the morning than in the afternoon. And you notice that there are certain activities that bring their energy up in the evening and other things that help them wind down. Every one of us has a built-in rhythm to our days that ties into our circadian rhythms and our hormone levels in general. For most of us, it's kind of like a condensed version of the rhythm created by the seasons. Mornings are a bit like spring, and for most people, they're a good time for creative projects. Summer hits around noon and often is the peak of our outward energy, our social energy. Afternoons and evenings are a bit like fall, a time of finishing up projects and tying up loose ends before we rest through the winter of night. Our work days are often structured around this rhythm, so it's pretty easy to make the connection here, right? But we're also affected by the actual seasons the changes in temperature, the shortening and lengthening of days, it makes sense to be more active and more outgoing in the summer and to be lower key throughout the winter as you work to keep warm. The more you take the rhythms of the natural world into consideration as you work to figure out a rhythm for you and your family, the less time it'll take you to land on a rhythm that actually works for you and for your kids. And the better you understand the rhythmic idiosyncrasies of the individuals in your family, because even though we're all influenced by this stuff, we're all a little bit different, the better you'll be able to adapt. Sometimes the challenges we face within our families have more to do with timing and disrupted rhythms than anything else. That said, there's also a difference in rhythm for people who menstruate and people who don't. People who menstruate have a hormone cycle that mirrors the cycle of the moon, whereas people who don't menstruate, never did, never will, have a hormone cycle that aligns with the sun and fits within that morning, midday, evening, night pattern we just talked about. The lunar cycle and the menstrual cycle are closer to a month long, and yet they still follow the same rhythm as the seasons do. It's very predictable once you start paying attention. You know how everyone talks always talks about the energy of the full moon, how it affects babies, and people are just a little wilder in general when there's a full moon? The full moon lines up with the energy of summer. It also lines up with the energy of ovulation pheromones are strong it's a really magnetic time and knowing that it also means that the new moon is similar to the energy of winter and also the menstruation phase or the bleeding phase of the menstrual cycle right now not all menstrual cycles line up with the actual phases of the moon the important thing is to develop an understanding of your own cycle and how it affects your energy. When you do, and when you really start paying attention to your children's rhythms, and you start noticing how they all fit together with the natural world, having a flexible rhythm to your days starts to make even more sense. There will be times when everyone needs to get out of the house and do something. And there will be times when curling up with a book or a movie makes the most sense. Knowing that it makes sense and that nothing has gone wrong can help you plan better. You can actually start to predict when certain types of activities are going to be most aligned for your family. And knowing this rhythm can help you be more compassionate with yourself and with your kids when your energy levels or their energy levels soar or drop. Nothing has gone wrong, it's just part of the rhythm. And knowing that it's coming, knowing that it is a rhythm and there is some predictability to it, helps you get your head around the idea that this particular phase is just as it should be, and it's not going to last forever. Your life is not defined by feeling reclusive or feeling like you want to hibernate. Your life is not defined by your child's spikes in energy when the days are long and warm or when there's a full moon. So all of this is to say there's more to think about and there's more to pay attention to when you're trying to establish a predictable rhythm for your family than just the way you want the day to go. It's helpful to look at what activities work best at different times of day, and it's helpful to look at what kinds of activities work well for your child throughout the different seasons of the year. It's also helpful for you to know there are certain times when you need more downtime, and then you can plan accordingly. You can use the flexibility of the rhythm that you've created to support yourself in those needs. I hope that this has brought a little bit of a shift in perspective around creating a rhythm because I think a shift in perspective is needed. If you're just taking the concept of a schedule and trying to be more flexible with it and trying to let go of putting time limits on it, You're missing out on so many nuances and ways that you can really meet everybody's needs and create more flow in your day. I hope that's helpful and that it gives you something to think about as you're heading into this week, as you're heading into the new school year, and I will see you in the next episode. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a review. It'll help other parents find the podcast, and more importantly, it'll help more grown-ups see their kids' sensitivity as the strength it truly is.